0: today on the Tearsheet podcast. Well, you know, CAC is going up as the space becomes more competitive. Um, And then there are unique challenges for credit products when it comes to consumer acquisition. If you want to sell a pair of shoes online, you can advertise your shoes. If someone wants to buy them, they click on the ad, they go buy the shoes. But within credit products, that's not the case. You know, quite often you're saying no to 80% of the consumers who you might have actually sold, you know, the, the, sold your product to conceptually, they might not be able to close it because of credit reasons. So there's all sorts of efficiency problems
1: there. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. Customer acquisition costs continue to rise. And as companies converge on banking and lending, everyone is after deposits and growing their loan books, further pushing prices up. So acquisition in general is a problem but it's particularly acute for lenders who have to turn away many of the applicants they receive because of credit criteria. Even Financial helps financial institutions acquire new customers by connecting them to other companies and sites that have user bases interested in financial products. That's all done through an API that provides search comparison and recommendation engine for financial services. Founder and CEO Phil Rosen joins me to discuss acquisition trends incumbent banks, lenders, and fintechs all face, and how today's consumers are challenged in finding the right financial products. Phil Rosen is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast.
0: Right. So uh, my name's Phil Rosen. I'm CEO of Even Financial. Uh, I'm originally a software engineer. I've been working in fintech for about nine years now. Uh, and we are a platform for consumer acquisition engagement within financial services.
1: So before we jump into Even, I want to hear a little bit more about your background. You were at Orchard, right?
0: Yeah, so I was technical co-founder at Orchard. Uh, you know, I had worked with and been friends with uh, a number of the folks from, I guess, AdMild previously to that. Uh, and, you know, originally at Orchard, we were working on, you know, tools for uh, optimizing yield and online lending and marketplace lending. That was a lot of fun. You know, I was uh, working as a software engineer building, building out the tech platform there.
1: And so where, when did the, the idea for Even start to, to germinate?
0: You know, from, you know, actually prior to Orchard, we were also sort of working off this thesis that financial services were evolving in a way that was very similar to what had previously happened in ad tech. That is a series of direct relationships were becoming uh, more programmatic and distributed and powered by APIs. Uh, and, you know, as that happens, you need platforms to serve as intermediaries to bring sort of scale and efficiency and transparency to the industry. We started Orchard as a demand side platform to sit between uh, the lenders and institutional capital. But it became pretty clear uh, very quickly that there also needed to be a platform uh, for financial services that would sit between consumer facing touch points and the financial service companies who are looking to acquire and engage them. Uh, something that could go beyond advertising and really deeply connect consumers into the financial tools they needed to, to sort of achieve their life objectives if they happen. So that was really the original genesis of the idea behind Even Financial was, you know, continuing with this thesis around financial services and programmatic connectivity. Uh, It really became refined over time as we saw all the inefficiencies um, that were going on in online lending and then started to realize that this applied to every other major consumer financial service product like credit cards, checking accounts and insurance, et cetera. So that, that was the, you know, original genesis of Even Financial. Um, we've been at it for five years now, and it's been a lot of fun do you,
1: Do you think fintech's going to take a similar trajectory to to ad tech, I guess as a uh, as an industry and sort of its in its life cycle?
0: yeah, I mean, I think in terms of you know there's this overall trend, I think, in digital where you go from you know direct connect direct links between companies um, that become more network based and programmatic over time. It happened in travel. It happened in ad tech. It's happened in payments and HR and recruiting. And I think we're now seeing it happen again within broader consumer financial services. Certainly, you know, the Plaid and Yodelies of the world were very much, you know, in line with that, right? A platform that could aggregate accounts and streamline access to them for other applications. Um, that's very similar to what happened in travel with companies like ITA and Sabre. And that's also what is the thesis behind even financial only it's not about aggregating account data. It's about connecting to all the different products programmatically and intelligently.
1: So I'd like to talk a little bit about sort of the, um, the dynamic, I guess, in in the market that you're addressing. So can we talk on the acquisition side? Why is it so hard for, for lenders or, or online banks to acquire new customers?
0: Well, you know, CAC is going up as the space becomes more competitive. Um, And then there are unique challenges for credit products when it comes to consumer acquisition. If you want to sell a pair of shoes online, you can advertise your shoes. If someone wants to buy them, they click on the ad, they go buy the shoes. But within credit products, that's not the case. You know, quite often you're saying no to 80% of the consumers who you might have actually sold, you know, the, the, sold your product to conceptually, they might not be able to close it because of credit reasons. So there's all sorts of efficiency problems there. There's a very complex regulatory environment. Uh, and then the reality is, is that these aren't really aspirational products, they're tools. So to be effective, you have to reach the consumer at the moment of need. And the expectation from consumers today is that this will be a very streamlined experience. So simply putting an ad in an app or on a website isn't sufficient. You need to actually give them connectivity into it. Uh, So that's created a very competitive environment with very uh, expensive regulatory structures and a very complex product to uh, to develop as you try and really embed products wherever the consumers are. Uh, that's really created the need for even financial, you know, to have a platform that can actually make that possible uh, for all constituents. Um, And then there's the added problem that, you know, traditionally uh, consumer acquisition has been dominated by four or five walled gardens like Karma and Tree who use their brand and scale uh, to disintermediate the banks from the consumers. Um, It's really a conflicted relationship, you know, A customer is – who someone who Googles American Express is more likely to end up at Credit Karma than American Express. That's not a very great place to be if you're a bank. Um, So finding new types of platforms that can distribute to a large number of new channels and pools of consumers is really important both to the big incumbents as well as the new challengers in financial services.
1: That's really interesting. I never thought of it that way. And I, I love the fact that you call them karma and tree. You're like on a one name basis with them. Um, but uh, so, so I just want to drill down a little bit into what you said, use the word embed and sort of the consumer experience. These, these, are, these aren't aspirational products, it's kind of something you do um, contextually or, or aligned with another activity for, on the customer side. What's the psychology, mm-hmm. I guess, as, as, as consumers look for financial products? Like how, how does a consumer today sort of encounter or discover new products?
0: Right. Well, look, I think the primary mode of acquisition, certainly within cards and loans, is via this high, int- the high intent affiliate model, right? Where a consumer has post-research, they are looking on Google or they're in social, and because they're so in market and so post-research, they then get put into some sort of lead gen funnel like LendingTree or Credit Karma or the Red Ventures or the Trees of the world. And then they go end up at a financial service company who has paid a premium to be top of the list at one of those walled gardens. Um, The psychology of that consumer, right, is really educated and informed and actively searching. And there's not like a giant, you know, really expansive pool of that, uh, or at least not a growing one uh, continuously, right? You're talking about any given day, how many users essentially are out there searching for a new credit card or loan product? They have to be actively searching. Um, But the reality is, is that there are all these other customers who are just looking to do what they have to do day to day, who with the right context and education could be connected to something new that would meet that need. And that's a very different psychology. And that's also a very different um, sort of, I say, acquisition moment that requires a deeper level of connectivity beyond saying, Hey, get this credit card. It needs to be like, no, you are qualified for this. Here are the benefits of it. Why you should get it. And if you click here, you're going right into account onboarding, and it'll be immediately useful.
1: Well, can can you give us an example of that type of encounter? Like what's the, can you set up a scenario like that?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, I think there are a lot of traditional ones that everyone's familiar with, but they might sort of passively not acknowledge like, you know, the, Uh, the Amazon checkout experience usually has a credit card in it, right? -hmm. And that's one of the most effective moments, right? Because they're Mm -hmm. trying to pay for something. You're saying, Hey, you're going to pay for this. No, you click here, you get this card, you're going to get a hundred dollars off your purchase. And it's immediately usable. That's a, a really, really great moment where it's not a user who's researching, right? But it's a user who's opportunistically seeing the benefit of something. That's a tool. Um, other examples of that, you know, any sort of point of sale in physical retail, um, and if you're ever talking to a financial advisor or home improvement contractor, the opportunity to give them the consumer new solutions is always there. The reality is, is that every day consumers are engaging with financial services for different reasons, you know, to achieve different things. They're not thinking about it that way. Um, and it's about putting yourself in that moment, understanding the moment, and then making the right recommendations.
1: Interesting. So so let's talk about the even solution. Like, talk. let's talk about um, yeah. the ecosystem you've built and, and how it works and sort of, uh, you know, how it solves some sure. of the issues that you described here.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, what we offer, you know, all of these different, you know, I guess you could say consumer experiences is a single API they can integrate with that gives direct connectivity to the decisioning uh, as well as account onboarding of at this point, I think 50 or 60 different Uh, financial service companies, ranging from fintech challengers to the incumbent banks and credit card companies. Um, What we are able to do is ingest data about the consumer and what they're doing, uh, figure out what is the tool they need at that moment, and then actually say, okay, here's what they're qualified for, here's the benefits of everything they qualify for, and if they click here, they can go get it. Now, our partners can use our API for a lot of different reasons. Some are using it as straight up monetization, an alternative to maybe advertising. But a lot of our partners are using it really to extend the value they're able to deliver to the consumer. You know, you can give larger, you know, providing $50,000 in financing can be very valuable uh, to a contractor or a service provider, uh, uh, you know, engaging with a consumer. Um, offering insurance products is a great way to add additional value uh, to the consumer in a homeownership or rental. Uh, or wealth planning environment. Um, You know, financial management apps are saying, hey, you can save money by doing X, Y, and Z, can now actually say, okay, and here's the six things that will actually do that best for you and really, you know, have the connectivity into them through a single streamlined point. It's really hard for a company that specializes, let's say, in building a mobile app, right, that does advice or delivering some other service, To go build relationships with the full slate of financial service companies that they would need to have an effective platform for recommendation and then build all the tech to connect into them and then build in all the tech to actually figure out what's best for the consumer. Um, Even financial solves for all of that.
1: Wow. And, and, and what's the interface um for the I guess the pro- on the product side are they are they running campaigns is this all automated Do they set sort of a CPA level and you guys kind of run it? like can you give a little bit of insight into how that works?
0: Yeah, so we we actually seek not to really define the terms that our financial service partners engage on. Mm-hmm. You know, often we're dealing with the affiliate marketing managers who want to pay at a conversion basis. We we just onboard that. CPC, CPL, Um, In other cases, it could be percentage of account balance or percentage of funded. We don't really define that structure. Our system can actually onboard all of that programmatically. Mm -hmm. What we do is provide the analytics and insights back to them to say, Hey, here's how your product is uh, faring against the competitive cohorts that you should be considering. Um, And here's how your pricing is comparing. And if you're looking to engage with more consumers, and acquire more consumers, here's how you can improve your product or you can go and change pricing. We would prefer it if our financial service companies focus on building better products and build a better account onboarding, because that delivers a better user experience. It's also gonna to lead to more conversions and ultimately also uh, more revenue to even end the other side of our marketplace.
1: So in a way, it sounds similar in a way to AdWords. Is that a fair comparison?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of similarity to, you know, I guess you could say traditional ad tech, including AdWords. Mm-hmm. There are some real differences, though, right? Because we're not dealing, for the most part, with a display advertisement. Rather, you know, what's going to happen is consumer data comes in. We might hit 30 different third-party decisioning systems, as well as our own hosted underwriting, as well as potentially third-party uh, warehouses of pre-approved consumers, and then. Everything we're doing is based on a pre-approved specific product recommendation to that individual consumer. Mm. So whereas in display advertising, you might be saying, "Oh, this is three dollars a click for this creative." what we're doing is actually saying, "No, the conversion probability of this loan for Zach is x percent, and you know here's the expected revenue. Use all of that for your calculations. And it's contextualized to that decision to offer and that consumer
1: interesting, I, I want to change the uh, direction of our conversation a little bit. Uh, I want to get back to you, mm-hmm. but um, one of the things that we've you know we 've been reporting on over the past year I would say is is sort of like you know software companies get into the financial services business where mm-hmm. they have you know they have they have a captured customer already that 's already coming doing something and then yeah. they they introduce a debit card or they introduce some type of working capital. How do you think i guess i'm curious just to hear your opinion on on sort of the evolution because you 're sort of dealing with a market where it's um you have that to me solves for a little bit of the acquisition issue, I guess. But um, where do you see sort of fintech evolving to in the, in the future?
0: Well, so I don't. I mean, that was, that I don't think that's a huge that that scope, unwieldy yes.
1: question. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But no, but no, it's no problem. But I, I, it's a great question. I don't think that's scope just to software companies, though. I think that you know any company uh, could be you know a legacy model or a new software and digital based model with a large user base where they have a consumer who trusts them and is continuing to engage with them, uh, has the opportunity to consider how to bring in financial services to extend the value they provide. And we're seeing that not just in software and digital, but also outside of that, you know, in traditional models.
1: Yeah, retail, And travel.
0: I think it's, True. yeah, everywhere. Like you're going to see it everywhere. Um, I don't think that doing that makes you fintech or a finance company, right? Any more than Delta is now a finance company because of the American Express partnership. Um, I do think though, that this motion of everybody figuring out how to bring financial services into their product is going to accelerate because what you're really doing is saying, how can I make, you know, my services more efficient for the consumer to engage with Mm -hmm. either via financing Either with, by capturing additional value for them through savings and better interest rates, it's a really great way to deepen your relationship with the consumer, and also provide an additional value trade that often leads to you know better data and understanding of your consumer. So I think that's a you know sort of universal trend, um, and one that is going to accelerate. And you know we 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 love the fact that that's happening. Obviously, that's very a very core thing to our thesis and our vision for even financial is how to facilitate that. And it's really interesting because, you know, if an app all of a sudden decides to add, you know, a savings account, you know, you could say, oh, that solves for the acquisition thing. Well, no, it just means that you now have one of the hooks into the financial services stack that a consumer needs. Once you have the savings account, in all likelihood, you're going to start thinking about, okay, how do I use that relationship to extend into insurance or credit cards or wealth management or loans, right? And it's just the basis for needing another 30 relationships.
1: So, so you see a role for even um, as, as, as in this scenario.
0: I mean, we're actively working with companies that are doing exactly that. Awesome.
1: So, um, yeah. I, I, so I guess the, I guess, Clarity Money,
0: you... for example, and Power.
1: Okay, can you describe sort of, um, I don't know if you can talk about them specifically, but about some of the challenges there?
0: Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a challenge. If you look at Clarity Money, they have a great app. They obviously are like by Goldman Sachs. They provide financing via mm-hmm. Marcus. Marcus is going to uh, have a relatively selective criteria for consumers they want to serve. There are a lot of other consumers who are using Clarity uh, uh, Money who would like to do even more. Uh, so you know, of course Clarity Money looks to build additional relationships uh, uh, you know, beyond just those core products. Um, even financial is a single integration that enables that. Uh, so you know, this is also you know, within our within the lending space, which is where we started, quite often our lenders exist both as acquirers of consumers and then use us to cross-sell into other products, right? Because, you know, you, you there's only so much one company can provide directly.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Um, can you talk a, about, um, it doesn't have to necessarily be specifics um, or non-public specifics, but where, where you feel you're taking the product and the platform in the future?
0: Yeah, I mean, so right now what we are working on is basically uh, enabling – Every one of the core financial service products that a consumer uses on a regular basis on the Even Financial API, in a way that gets as close to decisioning and account onboarding as possible. We started with personal loans. We launched high yield savings accounts. We now have credit cards. In the future, we'll be doing a variety of insurance products, mortgages, and wealth management. We want the full slate. But underneath that, you know, is is really about developing the intelligence. To figure out what the consumer really needs, so you, we can put the best thing in front of them to achieve their goals, as well as the platform tools that will enable all parties on both sides of the ecosystem to really build out effective, uh, trusted, successful programs. So there's a ton of work ahead of us. Um, you know, we're building what is ultimately a huge stack, um, and you know, we're we're you know several years into it. We've got a great deal of maturity. But, you know, this is something we'll be building up for
1: years to come. Amazing. And is, are there any thoughts about introducing your own financial products? I know, I know when we spoke to the Intuit guys, you know, they, they had a marketplace and then they, they found opportunities to introduce their own products through partners.
0: Right. Or is, well, that, you know, is first that crazy and foremost, thought? even financial, we're not a consumer-facing brand, right? We're a B2B to C company. Right. Um, through the and parts, so, right. you know, right. So we work with partners on both sides. Um, there is certainly opportunity there. Like we just see so many consumers transacting across our infrastructure. You know, it's millions and millions of consumers a month, all that are data and outcomes. So we have an understanding of what the opportunities are out there. Uh, but I don't necessarily think that, you know, it would be in the best or of even financial to introduce products that are competitive to our customers. Um, so we really try and facilitate partnership. That's what we're focused on is facilitating partnership and, enabling companies to serve their customers uh, the best way possible and offering our own financial service product might be a little bit of a mission.
1: Yeah. Well, it was worth asking. Um, And last, we have time for one last question, Phil, like your biggest goals in 2020, kind of what your big, you know, big hairy, Audacious goals, things you're focused on biggest, you know, opportunities ahead of you. Yeah.
0: Um, You know, we're launching a lot of platform features to really enable our financial service clients to understand how to be successful, both on and off uh, the even financial platform. Um, And then we'll be launching a a number of additional financial service products uh, on our API for our partners to start offering to their consumers. So uh, we expect some insurance products as well as mortgages uh, to go live this year.
1: Phil, it's been great talking to you. Thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it, enjoyed it.